0: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. It is one oh seven.
1: The snow continues. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, we continue here on CCO. Wolves, uh, they're in action tonight, right? Dave Harrigan, is that correct? I believe the Wolves are playing. Am I right? Am I wrong? Where are we at? We are the eh, Home we'll of Wolves. Let me look here real, real quickly. We're about to bring Arnie Carlson into the conversation. I got my handy dandy schedule. Your Timberwolves. Yes. Uh Bill Walton. Terry Porter, Clyde Drexler, and the Portland Trailblazers at Target Center pregame six thirty tap seven ten. The former governor and outstanding interview, Arnie Carlson. He's kind enough to join us as he has many, many times over the years on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Sir, am I talking to you from Minnesota or are you shrewd as always and you are somewhere warm at this particular time?
2: Well, you're talking to me from from minnesota because that's where you are but i'm in florida <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes you 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 corrected me on how i phrased that and you are 100 percent correct well i'm glad you're warm and in florida i want to talk well, i uh,
2: miss the snow and sleet you bet <laughs> oh yeah I, I i can
1: hear i can hear your voice you're devastated that you're not here.
2: absolutely.
1: I want to talk uh Governor Walls legislature in part one of our interview take a pause and get your thoughts cuz I know you have some strong ones about President Joan Gable to you and her role with uh securing <coughs> financial you know what it's like for a second term okay you now see that Governor Walls decisive victory over Scott Jensen and he now has the house and senate within his control If he reached out to you and asked you for guidance in the first few weeks, what would you tell him to do? What should he emphasize at this particular time?
2: (laughs) Well, on one hand, he's in a marvelous position with a 17 billion dollar surplus. On the other hand, uh, if they decide to play politics with it, it's going to be a catastrophic session and one that will be very harmful to Minnesotans. So my advice to him would be two things. He he led off with what I thought was an appropriate statement, and that is got to focus on the well-being of the young people. But let's really mean it. I'd like to see the state of Minnesota set aside into an endowment at least $1 and possibly $2 billion to encourage innovation and improvement of performance in our K-12 through system. I think it's important that we make sure that we improve outcomes and we improve performance so that all students can graduate and have a meaningful educational experience at the K through 12 level. The second thing I would do is also make a trade-off with the University of Minnesota and with higher education. And that is on one hand, significant reductions in the administrative overhead that is plaguing our students. At the University of Minnesota, the average student pays $1,700 more than the average nationally for administrative costs. That's obscene. And much of yes. it is due to this escalation of salaries. We have, we have attorneys at the University of Minnesota that make more than the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. We're way out of line, way out of line. Uh, if you go back to when I came into office in 1990, and you go to today, the president of the university has had an increase over 500% in salary. And the students have had over 550% increase in tuition. That's not acceptable. I don't think any president of any public university should make more than the president of the United States. So those are two things I would start with. And now we
1: have... <clears throat> okay. Understand. Well, what I they want to have... do is
2: create endowments so that okay. the proceeds of them can be used for innovation in K-12 education and start to, to, to go on the path of reducing tuition at the University of Minnesota so that every student can work their way through school without having to incur student loans.
1: So a smart political mind just uh, sent me this text. I think it's a valid question. <laughs> Governor Walls reached out. To Jesse Ventura during the campaign, and he reached out to him afterwards. Did Governor Walls reach out to you during the campaign, and did he reach out to you after?
2: No, uh, I haven't heard from Governor Walls. I, he and I have been on on a different side of this water issue, um, and I, I think it's very harmful to Minnesota. I, I think Minnesota has to have a water plan. It has to protect the water resources it currently has. It has to protect the BWCA, and it has to protect Lake Superior. And uh, frankly, he just won't do it. And so we're, we're very much at odds. So I'm, I'm going to assume that's the reason he doesn't reach out.
1: But I did endorse thought- him
2: originally, and I also yep. was a contributor.
1: Right. Have you thought about yourself reaching out to him?
2: I did. I, I've, I've written three letters now. On on the water issue, and I hadn't heard a response yet. So if if you will, give him a call and find out what's what's happening. Well, well,
1: to be honest, sir, he <laughs> used to come on this show a lot more than he did. So, but I'm well, I'm but, just no, but me. I think you're, it's you're
2: important, seriously. Yeah. Uh, but let yeah. me spend a minute on this, Chad. Sure. The Absolutely. state of Minnesota has over ten thousand lakes, and we have this belief that we have an unlimited supply of fresh, clean water. The truth is, we don't. Some fifty-eight percent of our waters are now. Uh, quote, impaired, according to the PCA, and that number is sharply rising each and every year. Our consumption of water exceeds the ability to protect it. And if we lose Lake Superior, there is no one in the state of Minnesota that can tell you where we're going to get our drinking water from in five years. This is an immensely serious issue. The university twice has recommended to the state that they embark upon a state water plan Understand what supplies they have and what supplies are going to be needed in the years ahead. Right now, we're on a, on a path to catastrophe, and you're beginning to see it. Lake Mead in California, that, that whole thing uh, is, is going to cause irreparable damage from Colorado to Los Angeles to the whole southwestern region. Some 40 states by 2025 will have serious water shortages, and we may well be one of them. So I'd like to see much more attention being paid on on water and a little less at, at, attention on these international mining conglomerates that seem to have their way uh, in our political system.
1: So let's talk about, and remind folks, go, former Governor Arnold Carlson is our guest. Let's talk about Governor Walz having control of the Senate and the House within his party. Where are areas where the governor should genuinely reach out to Republicans and find ways where they can come together, even though if everybody stays along a partisan line, he does not need their votes?
2: Well, I, I think you've got to have, have an agreement. And, and the first agreement is let's focus on public policy. Global warming is not a joke. It's not something that's way down the pike. It's here. It's here right now. And so we need very stringent laws. And they're not Republican or Democrat, but stringent laws that protect our natural resources, particularly in this case, water and air. He's taken good steps towards air, but he hasn't done anything on the water side. The second thing is we keep talking about how we're going to help our children. But the truth of the matter is all we do is create more debt for them. And that's why I I, I advanced these two programs to reduce tuition at 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 our level of higher education, so students can work their way through without going into debt, and secondly, to really improve the outcomes in K through 12 education. One of the things I would like to see him do is is take some of this money and buy off all the debt of these stadiums, but with with a trade off agreement, and that is in the city of Minneapolis, where they own a, owe 150 million dollars take that money and plow it back into the schools with the stipulation of improved performance. But at the same time also stipulate no more public funding of stadiums. Let's make some hard choices, but I think good public policy translates into good politics. We've had enough politics. Let's focus on good public policy and focusing on the young, I think makes a great deal of sense.
1: Let's do this. Let's pause, come back, and talk about another issue that the governor is right in the middle of, a topic we have discussed before, Joan Gable, University of Minnesota president, and her position on the Securian Board of Directors, her pay, and why Arnie Carlson believes this is a pay-for-play scheme. This is about the president of the university. We also just found out, and we've been trying to get him on all week, Congressman Dean Phillips, Kevin McCarthy, will go down for a fifth time. Already 11 votes for Representative Donald, so McCarthy can only lose four votes. So Dean Phillips now in a leadership position with the Democrats. Congressman Phillips is with us at 135 on CCO. We're right back with uh, former Governor Arnie Carlson. I read from an AP story. Regent Darren Rocha, University of Minnesota Law Professor Richard Painter, and Governor Arnie Carlson sent a letter to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and the State Attorney General alleging U of M President Joan Gable's position on securing financial board is a conflict of interest. The university pays about $4.6 million annually to securing financial affiliate Minnesota Life to cover life insurance. Now, this news first came out about a month to six weeks ago. The board eventually approved it by a 9-3 vote to allow Gable to join the board and to receive payment of $130,000. She said it, and this is me, I found it very skeptical that she's just going to do this on her lunch break. Yeah, she's going to get paid 130000 to just do it on the, on the lunch break. One other item before we go to Arnie on this one. The letter alleges that Gable's position on Securian's board of directors amounts to a pay-for-play scheme since Securian manages more than $1 billion in university retirement accounts and, as I said before, $4.5 million a year for to cover life insurance because of this position with securing and her position as president are you saying arnie that directly she should no longer be the president of the university of minnesota
2: well i don't think she should occupy both positions um i served as chairman of the board of what is now columbia funds and i'm familiar with the conflicts of interest involved the one that Joan Gable uh, has picked with Securian is a very blatant conflict of interest. And the most fundamental principle of the conflict of interest is you can't serve two masters at the same time. You can't serve the interests of the employees who invest in the in the uh, retirement funds and then at the same time invest in the provider. Uh, that is a blatant conflict. But there's even a deeper story here, and, and that's the one that bothers me. We, we ask people to come into the University of Minnesota as administrators and as leaders. And we expect them, one, to put in 100% of their time into that effort. And two, we expect them to focus on the well being of our students, to enrich the faculty, and to make sure that our students have a quality educational experience and are prepared to assume a leadership position in our society. And all we have seen from this Board of Regents and from, from Pre- President Gable has been almost an obsessive uh, amount of time being spent on how we make her and administrators more affluent than they currently are. Right now, as you and I are speaking, approximately 40% of students at the University of Minnesota are stressed over whether or not they can afford housing. Another 20% are stressed over whether or not they can afford food. There's no discussion about that. What are we discussing? How a millionaire can make more money. This is absurd. So I think she should make a choice either decide to serve the students or decide to serve the needs of sec- a sec- a Securian financial. And secondly, I would also recommend that, the, that we get a new Board of Regents and that they start to focus on the well being of our students and reduce the president's pay to that level uh, that we uh, provide for the president of the United States. I think it's stunning that we can have public institutions paying administrators more money than we pay the president of the United States.
1: Okay, so this on the, the border service regions, business, you say Pardon me? we need a new board of regents. Do you believe every single member of the regents... No, there there's
2: no there I, I, I deeply respect the three votes that had the courage to vote no. But after those three votes I would say yes, they should go. Because their first duty was to the well being of the university and to the integrity of the university. They did not even ask nor receive a legal opinion outlining what the conflicts of interest were. That's stunning neglect. Time and time again, they have focused on how do we enrich administrators. And time and time again, they have neglected the needs of the students. And, Chad, let's not forget this. And it's something I've written about quite extensively, the number of research scandals at the University of Minnesota. It Mm -hmm. is stunning. And they have harmed us substantially, the international press, the national press, and in Minnesota. NPR put out a statement some years ago saying, "What? Wh- why do we have all these research scandals at the University of Minnesota? And it's because of poor management and poor oversight. Let's focus on that first before we get into this constant pay raise and, 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 and start to focus on what's really important. We're not doing that now.
1: Last thing, and I'll, and I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, well, U of that's M. Right.
2: I'll stay here for four hours discussing this. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: U of M responded to what you and Rosha and Painter offered and said the process of Gable joining the steering board has been exhaustive and a comprehensive process to ensure that all university policies and laws were followed. What do you say to that?
2: That's absolute nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. First of all, I always thought the president of the university was a full-time job, and it is, and it should be respected as such. And no president of the university should be serving on any board other than a nonprofit. I mean, I I find that stunning that we can spend so much time talking about how we can make a rich person richer, and virtually no time talking about the hungry students and the students that are ill-housed. When, when you start out in the 1990s, roughly the tuition was at roughly 2700 Now it's over 15000 In the 1990s, you could work your way through school without any student debt. Now that's an impossibility. The average student graduates with a student debt load of $25,000. So you, two people get married, they have $50,000 in debt. How in the world and then they let's say they become school teachers. How do they afford to buy a home? But our attention isn't focused on them. Our attention is focused on how do we make a rich woman richer.
1: As always, sir, I appreciate the direct and blunt responses to our question. Enjoy the day in Florida, and you know we'll reach out to you again sometime <laughs> soon.
2: Well, I'm delighted. I think this was very good. I, I appreciate the opportunity to air my concerns. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Former Governor Arnie Carlson, a fifth vote for Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, same way the first four. He does not get the votes necessary. What happens next? Third District Congressman Dean Phillips is just minutes away, right from D.C. here on CCO.